Vikings getting set for Buffalo this weekend. How much longer can they keep this up with what they're doing? Also, Christian Derrissaw, one of the best in the game. And what in the world is going on with the Timberwolves? We're breaking all that down coming up next on Superior Sports Talk. Locked on Sports Minnesota Podcast. It's endless Minnesota Vikings talk with the diverse voices of your local experts. Now it's Superior Sports Talk with Carol Levin sports anchor Reggie Wilson and Luke Inman. It's 30 minutes every day and it's all the Minnesota sports you need. It's Superior Sports Talk and it starts now. Welcome into Superior Sports Talk this morning. I'm Sam Ekstrom of the Ron Johnson Show, filling in for Luke Inman, who's out today. Reggie Wilson, as always, of CARE 11 by my side. Plenty to get to today. More Vikings Bills talk. Is the other shoe going to drop for Minnesota? Reggie, you got a lot of Christian Derrissaw intel yesterday at TCO Performance Center. We're going to talk about that. And in Gimme One, the Timberwolves played with four guys on the floor. What? craziness going on at Target Center. Um, but before we get into any of that, I want to remind folks that Amazon Fire and Roku is a terrific way to watch Superior Sports Talk and all the other programming on Locked On Sports Minnesota. Uh, you can seamlessly access it on your television, watch us on the big screen, and make sure to subscribe to our shows free and available wherever you get your podcasts as well. It's video, it's audio. It's Locked On Sports Minnesota. Reggie, the Vikings play the Bills on Sunday. Don't know if you've heard. It's a pretty big game. Vikings 7-1, Bills 6-2. and two. Yeah. Uh, yeah, some people have been talking about it. And it's a weird narrative because it's all about Case Keenum or Josh Allen. And if Case Keenum plays, do the Vikings actually get gain credibility by winning? And people are very concerned about the way the Vikings are going to be perceived. I, I think that we need to address some of the doomsday scenarios here. That maybe the other shoe is going to drop. For Minnesota and there are several warning signs why right injuries starting to stack up you have three starters that didn't practice yesterday Bradbury Dantzler Dalvin Tomlinson not sure if any of them play uh just the fourth quarter comebacks is that sustainable are the Bills going to shoot themselves in the foot like other recent opponents have I, I think there are a lot of reasons to be concerned regardless of the quarterback Reggie um, that everything could sort of come to roost with the Vikings this week. Ta talk to me about that. Talk me off the ledge. <laughs> so I think what's interesting is the Vikings have kind of shown that they are just a team that can do what they are doing. And they're doing it in so many different ways, whether it's, you know, the defense giving up plays or or the defense not giving up plays. I think Something that we've seen week after week is somehow, some way, they just always find a way to be in it when it matters. And I really don't know how to explain it other than, you know, what I was saying on Sunday is they're just living right, I guess. Like, I don't know how else to, to categorize what they're doing. Like, they look down and out in that third quarter. And then all of a sudden, we're just like, man, they, they really would benefit from a turnover here. But I don't know, man. Washington's not really playing it like that. And then all of a sudden, boom, Taylor Heineke throws it right to Harrison Smith. And you're just like, well, okay, here we go. And what we've seen from the Bills, especially in this last game against the Jets, 
Josh Allen made some mistakes that were kind of uncharacteristic and the Jets took advantage. The Vikings have shown if something like that were to happen, if Josh Allen can't go or if he does go and he makes a mistake or if Case Keenum, who sometimes makes the mistake as we've seen in, in years past, the Vikings can take advantage. They got people in the right places to make a play when it matters and then they're right in business. And that's what we keep seeing week after week after week. I think the the fact that Josh Allen, whether he plays or not, he's not going to be at 100%. Case Keenum is not the normal starter. I don't think that you can like tangibly expect the offense to hum as you expect them to hum like they have been this season. We've seen them torch defenses. I'm thinking of that game against Tennessee. You know, Tennessee is one of the better teams in the AFC, as we've seen, but they got absolutely torched by the Bills. I don't know if we'll see that happen. I know that not having Cam Dantzler on Sunday would be uh, an issue for that defense, but uh, Caleb Evans is is showing well in his duty in relief. And we continue to talk about the ascension of Andrew Booth Jr. continuing to, to grow in his uh, rookie season as well. So there are a lot of variables here where you can see the Vikings play the same type of game that they played. It's just a matter of what Bills team do we see? And everything that we've seen <laughs> coming up to this point, maybe we see yet another game where it comes down to that fourth quarter performance. So I'm looking at the play-by-play of the Washington-Minnesota game. Mm -hmm. After the opening drive touchdown, Reggie, Vikings go punt, 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 interception, punt, punt, field, touchdown, field goal. So there is a seven-drive lapse in the middle of that game that that spanned basically two-plus quarters. If you do that against Buffalo – how many possessions will you be behind? That's not an unfamiliar thing for these Vikings. They do have a lot of three and outs. They do have these like multi-quarter blackouts where they don't produce anything. They're very good in the bookends, Reggie. They're very mm-hmm. nice with the scripted part, and they're very nice in the clutch at the end. But will the Bills be so far out of reach by that point if the Vikings can't perform consistently on offense? Now... I do have faith that there's more alone with this Vikings offense than they've shown. Everybody has been saying, we can play better. Kirk Cousins, I can play better. Um, but after eight games of this, like, when do we start to see it? <laughs> When's that and start fears and we start to, to just realize, all right, this is who they are. They are inconsistent um, and they can't really unlock their full potential. Do you think that there's a point in time, Reggie, where we have to accept that this is who they are, at least in year one of this scheme? I think they are going to be a team that rises to the occasion. It seems like sometimes it takes them getting punched in the mouth for them to be like, okay, 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 let's let's get let's get it together. Let's get it together. It just so happens that they hang around with these teams until the fourth quarter and then go ahead and start punching. And usually in these games, what we see is just a, like the the offense just looks out of sorts. I thought it was different on Sunday. 
Kirk Cousins was making plays. He was doing what he was supposed to do. They just weren't executing. You know, there was a, a drop here, a drop there. You know, he's trusting Justin Jefferson a little bit more, throwing some 50-50 balls up to him, not making the play. You know, KLC was calling some good plays. They just weren't being ran effectively, and they ended up stalling these promising drives. There were a few drives that looked promising that ended up in a punt because of a drop pass here or, you know, just something that went awry in the drive. What I do think is is promising is they now have TJ Hawkinson. And we know how much of a security blanket a tight end can be. I think as he continues to get a little bit more acclimated with the offense, he's going to kind of be that bailout guy. Because if you are singling or doubling Justin Jefferson, you got the man on Thielen, you got the man on Osborne. Oh, and you also have to worry about Cook coming out of the backfield. That's leaving Hawkinson up on single coverage, whether it's a nickel or safety, linebacker. That's barbecue chicken. And his first catch of the game was for 19 yards. If he can consistently find a gap, find a space, I think he will help keep these drives going. And that's why they got him, to, to be able to help them. You know, when, when they play teams like the Cowboys, uh, coming up against teams like the Jets, you know, the, the Lions the last time gave them all that they, they could handle. And so they got to be able to keep up with teams when they punch them in the mouth. And I think getting Hawkinson is a very encouraging sign for this offense moving forward. And I just think that they'll continue to figure things out. I think Sunday, we just didn't see it in the execution part of it. But I do think that KLC started to figure some things out um, with his play calling. If they executed those plays, I don't think Sunday's game is even close. But there we were. In fairness, KOC probably didn't sleep one second on Friday night, <laughs> welcoming in his fourth child to the world. So I will give him that. Right. Maybe he was a little brain foggy on Sunday in the middle part of that game where they were uh, punting all the time. Uh, before we continue talking Christian Derisaw, uh, betonline.net is your number one source for sports betting info all the time. Uh, it's college football, pro football, NBA, MMA, boxing, golf. I can't literally name all the sports that they cover there. Uh, we've been watching that Vikings-Bills line all week. Vikings favored by three and a half against Buffalo. Uh, that's down from seven and a half when the week started. So people clearly thinking that Josh Allen will not be playing. The Vikings are getting a lot of backing right now. Check it out, betonline.net. All the lines, all the games, all the sports, betonline, it's where the game starts. Reggie, it's hard to find a Viking who's performed better this year than Christian Derisaw at his position. You were asking about him yesterday at the facility. Uh, what did you find out about Christian, and what are, your, what are your thoughts on the way he's been playing this year? So, just a shameless plug there. We have a Thanksgiving special, uh, hour-long, that we are taking you up to kickoff on Thanksgiving when the Vikings play the Patriots. And uh, this Christian Derisaw story will be a part of that show. So just a little little foreshadowing there. I was on assignment yesterday. So um, you can't find anyone to say anything bad about Christian Derisaw and what he's doing this year. Kirk Cousins was very impressed with his production just in his second year. 
you know, last year we had musical chairs at left tackle with Clint Kubiak being like, yeah, Rashad Hill, he's our guy. Rashad's our guy. And then, you know, all of a sudden Christian's playing and he, you know, he had the injury earlier in the season. So just not able to get any consistency his first year. His second year, they gave him the keys to the car. They're like, look, we see this guy being like Trent Williams, which is really hard to live up to those type of expectations. And so far, he's been doing that. Looking at PFF, which, you know, we kind of look like it's the it's the Bible of, of football, but 534 offensive snaps played, zero penalties, zero sacks allowed. Are you kidding me? After the game on Sunday, they were um, doing the hype video, you know, after they won, and Derisaw said, Derisaw Island. It's hard to really argue with that. This dude, I watched his mic'd up segment uh, yesterday, and he's just very cool, calm, collected, but also nasty. Like, I saw him throwing some guys around. Dalvin Cook yesterday, he was just like, don't get caught just standing around because he will mow you over. Like, he will move you out of the way. And, you know, coming out of, of Vitek, I guess people were, were just wondering, you know, how aggressive would he be? Like, would he be a guy that could get in there and get nasty? Like, he was a little bit raw as a prospect. The coaching, the development, the maturity, he's put it all together. And, you know, we asked KOC yesterday. We asked Dalvin Cook. We asked Kirk Cousins, a.k.a. Kirko. All of them just giving him a lot of praise um, yesterday and and just nine games into the season. He looks good. He looks good. Yeah, you mentioned it, Reggie. Calmness. They all talk about how collected he is. And Kirk Cousins has said many times before that when he's out there, he doesn't even really notice Christian Derrissaw because he just goes about his business, doesn't let anybody get close to him puts him on their backside. He finishes other people's blocks downfield mm -hmm. if if somebody is running free. He's the real the real article. 328 pass block snaps, no sacks allowed this year. Reggie, where do you think he ranks amongst offensive players on the Vikings right now relative to his position? He's top 5 by PFF numbers. He has an 89.1 rating, which is good for second best tackle in the NFL. And so I put him top five. Like, I think if you, if you go top five with the Vikings on offense, right on offense, you got to put Kirk in there. You got to put Justin Jefferson in there. You put Dalvin cook in there. Darisaw is right there. I don't know how you rank them, you know, but mm -hmm. Darisaw is right up near the top with Justin Jefferson. And arguably just in value for the position that he plays, how important is it that Kirk Cousins can trust that his blind side is protected? That's so huge for this mm -hmm. Vikings team. Um, I got a couple quick gimme ones for you, Reggie, before I, I give you those. Built Bar. You got to check them out for the holiday season. They got a whole bunch of new flavors. The uh, Peppermint Granola, which is a new twist for the holiday season. That's fantastic. Coconut Brownie Topper. Unbelievable new flavors, 100% real chocolate, collagen protein, and they're good for you. 130 calories only, 17 grams of protein. 
Load up on Built Bars this holiday season. Built.com, promo code LOCKEDON15. Built.com, promo code LOCKEDON15 for 15% off. All right, give me one, Reggie. I want quick answers. Uh, the Timberwolves lost by 12 to the Suns last night, and there was a possession in which they only had four players on the floor. It probably wasn't even that close. What is one adjective to describe the latest Wolves clunker? Bad. No other word but bad. Like, you could try to get philosophical with it, but it's just bad. They didn't shoot terribly from the field, 53%. Jay McDaniels had a career-high 24 on 10 of 14 shooting, but they only shot 33% from three. You only got 11 points from Cat. 19 turnovers. That's not going to get it done. They can't shoot. They can't defend. And last night, they couldn't count either. Disinterested would be my word. Uh, Monty Williams of the Suns talked post-game about effort and how it's a prerequisite every single play. And the Wolves just don't exhibit that at any point. And it, no, nothing is more uh, demonstrative of that than when D'Angelo Russell is standing by the scorer's table, not checked in, and there's four guys on the floor. Are you kidding me? Yeah, Get it it's crazy. All right, give me one. Uh, one absence that would concern you most against the Bills, Cam Dantzler, Dalvin Tomlinson, or Garrett Bradbury, none of whom practiced on Wednesday. It's definitely Garrett Bradbury for me. You know, so much was said coming into this season. They didn't pick up the option on him. He's playing for an, another contract, maybe playing for another team next year. And he has done nothing short of impress all season. And it's part of the reason why Kirk is so comfortable out there. You saw Schlotman come in and fill in for a few, a few times. And it's just like, okay, they did all right. But I think with maximum comfort from Kirk out there, like you need to have his center, the guy that's giving him the ball each and every play in a road environment that's hostile, probably as as hostile as they've seen probably since Philly, those Bills fans are going to be jacked up come Sunday. Like they're going to need to have as much continuity as possible and losing a guy like Bradbury on Sunday is pretty big. Yeah, and I'm going to go Tomlinson again just because they don't have a guy to replace him. And they showed that against Washington by they, they rotated Blacklock and Lynch and uh, Tonga. But they clearly don't have one guy they trust to be Dalvin Tomlinson. And it was clear mm -hmm. that Washington ran the ball a little more easily in that game. Last one, Reggie. I want one minute. Tell me about the World Cup. What do you know about it? Because I am not a fan of soccer. I follow it so casually. But I see that people are worked up about the World Cup roster, and it starts in 11 days. So what do you know about the World Cup? Can you educate me at all? Or are you in the same boat as me that you just tune in every four years? Yeah, I'm in that same boat. I'm not a huge <laughs> soccer guy, so I got nothing for you. I root for USA. You know, I want us to, I want us to get the dub and, and secure the bag, you know, secure the trophy. But I couldn't tell you a thing about that roster. I just I just show up when it's time for the games to be played and cheer USA. <laughs> All right, people, hit us up on Twitter, at Sam Ekstrom, at Reggie Wilson TV. Tell us why people are upset about the U.S. World Cup roster. I think they have a new coach. People don't like him. Why don't they like him? Please tell us. Comment down below.
like, comment, subscribe on this video. Uh, Reggie, thanks a lot for your contributions today. You can check him out on CARE 11. You can find me on the Ron Johnson Show and the Minnesota Football Party. Uh, Roundtable, Friday morning. Hopefully we get Luke Inman back along with Ron Johnson. Until then, signing off from Superior Sports Talk. Be blessed. Spread love today.